Now you may ask, why is it that we are taking the medications but our blood pressure is not getting controlled? You must understand that high blood pressure is an indication that your body and mind are not happy. They're not healthy. It's an indication that the body and mind are stressed and inflamed. The blood pressure can be controlled and the complications can be prevented to a certain extent with just medicines. But medicines cannot address the underlying inflammatory process that is going on in your body that has led to such a high blood pressure. This is episode number 8 of Lifeline Unplugged. How to normalize blood pressure naturally with me, Dr. Supreet Chopra. Welcome guys to Lifeline Unplugged and I'm your host, Dr. Supreet Chopra. I'm a heart surgeon by profession and founder and chairperson of SE Heart Foundation, an NGO that serves underprivileged patients and conducts education seminars for public awareness. Heart and lifestyle diseases, they are the biggest killers in the world today. To the extent that around 65 to 70% of deaths are due to heart and lifestyle diseases. And these diseases have caused a major setback in many families and the society. That's the reason we decided to start a campaign, hashtag go red for heart, to inform people regarding heart and lifestyle diseases and other aspects of health. In this particular episode, I'll be talking about how to normalize your blood pressure naturally. So without further ado, let me jump straight into the content for you. Welcome back to Lifeline Unplugged, and I'm super excited to share with you today the secrets of blood pressure control and minimizing medications for high blood pressure. So coming back to the topic. Sometimes it gets very frustrating when the patients of high blood pressure on treatment come back with yet another event of high blood pressure, despite the medications that I have prescribed to them, apart from giving them lifestyle advice. And then I find out that the patient is not following my advice of lifestyle modification. And then I have to upscale the medications. That would mean a frustrated patient because of the medicines and their cost to the patient and the healthcare system. And this is not what I'm, as a doctor, aiming to achieve. I would like to reiterate to you all, as I've always said, that in treatment of high blood pressure, lifestyle modification plays a very important role. In fact, lifestyle modification is 80% of the treatment and the medications are only 20% responsible in control of your blood pressure. Why I'm talking about these things is that high blood pressure is a major global health challenge and is currently one of the commonest diseases all over the world, apart from cardiovascular diseases like heart attack, stroke, heart failure, diabetes. When blood pressure is elevated for a prolonged period of time, it can harm various parts of our body at a microscopic and cellular level that you won't be able to initially see. And later, over the course of many years, it can start manifesting as damage to heart, leading to blockages of heart arteries, heart attack, heart failure, and blockages of brain arteries to cause stroke, blockages of eye arteries to cause retinopathy that can lead to blindness, blockages of kidney arteries leading to kidney failure, and so on. That is the reason it has become extremely important to be informed and be warned against the hazards so that we can together reduce the suffering of our fellow beings. Now coming to what are the things that are making blood pressure hard to normalize? 
sedentary behavior, physical inactivity, consumption of fatty foods, saturated oils and butters, high sodium intake, excessive levels of stress, smoking, tobacco chewing, other substance abuse, excessive levels of stress, all of these things. Now you may ask, why is it that we are taking the medications but our blood pressure is not getting controlled? You must understand that high blood pressure is an indication that your body and mind are not happy. They're not healthy. It's an indication that the body and mind are stressed and inflamed. The blood pressure can be controlled and the complications can be prevented to a certain extent with just medicines. But medicines cannot address the underlying inflammatory process that is going on in your body that has led to such a high blood pressure. By giving medicines, we are not addressing the problem. We are only trying to get the blood pressure numbers down. This will give us a false sense of achievement of health, whereas this is far from truth. The truth is that unless you deal with a lifestyle, you will not be able to manage blood pressure at a microscopic level, at a cellular level. So coming to how to deal with controlling blood pressure so that we can lead a good quality life free from disease and complications of high blood pressure. In this particular episode, I was wanting to talk to you about what all lifestyle changes you can embrace to deal with and prevent high blood pressure. And if you incorporate all of these things in your life, you'll be able to bring down your blood pressure by around 20 millimeters mercury. The first thing to address is lifestyle. Lifestyle can tackle the underlying process to a great extent. Modern medical practice focuses on easy fixes like giving medications rather than focusing on lifestyle management that will tackle the inflammatory process going on in our bodies. The first thing to tackle is our weight. I've spoken to you in my previous episodes that being overweight and having a high waist to hip ratio is an indicator of risk of cardiovascular diseases. So if you shed your weight to normal BMI, you will tackle the inflammatory process that is related to being overweight or obesity and bring down your blood pressure substantially. There are studies that indicate that every kilogram of body weight that you shed, you will reduce the systolic blood pressure by one millimeter mercury. So if you lose 10 kgs of body weight, you will reduce 10 millimeter mercury of systolic blood pressure. Being overweight and being obese is also related to many other diseases like heart attack, stroke, heart failure, sleep apnea, diabetes, etc. These are a few more reasons you must contemplate and aim at reaching your ideal body mass index. To calculate your body mass index, take your weight in kilograms and height in meters. And then the BMI will be weight in kilos divided by square of height in meters. You must aim to achieve a BMI of around 18.5 to 24.9. This BMI formula applies to everyone, irrespective of nationality, age, and gender. Also understand that body fat percentage is also very important, which is done by measuring skin folds over seven sides. The first one is over the triceps, then under the shoulder blade, over the chest, near the armpit, over the hip, abdomen, and thigh, all on the same side. The shape of your body is also equally important to note. Having an apple-shaped trunk is riskier to life rather than having a pear-shaped body. Waist to hip ratio, which should ideally be 
0.8 in women and 0.95 in men is also very very important another thing to take care of is a diet let's talk about salt intake or sodium intake average diet has around 4 grams of salt per day whereas the usual recommendation is not more than 2.3 grams per day so if you cut down your salt intake to less than 1.5 grams per day the blood pressure will come down substantially or if you can't do that even if you come down on your intake by 1 gram per day you'll be able to bring your blood pressure down by about 5 mm mercury the next thing i'll be talking about is potassium similarly if you increase your intake of foods which are rich in potassium you'll be able to bring down your blood pressure average intake of potassium is around 1.8 grams per day whereas the usual recommendation is 4.7 gram per day If you increase your intake to 3.5 to 5 g per day, you will reduce your systolic blood pressure by another 5 mm mercury. Foods like Himalayan pink salt, coconut water, bananas, raisins, apricots, beans, lentils, potatoes, spinach, broccoli, tomatoes, cashews, dairy and plant milks like soy milk, almond milk, yogurt, cashews, almonds, etc. They all have a high potassium content. But if you are suffering from kidney disease you have to go easy on these foods which are rich in potassium. There is a diet that is recommended to deal with high blood pressure which is called DASH diet which means dietary approaches to stop hypertension. I've already spoken about that in my 6th episode Diet and Health. It recommends foods rich in whole grains, proteins, green vegetables, fruits and salads, unprocessed foods foods that are rich in potassium and magnesium, polyunsaturated and monounsaturated fatty acids, preferably plant-based foods, and foods that are low in sodium, low in sugars, and avoiding processed food. Research says that if you stick to this kind of a diet, you can bring down your blood pressure by around 10 mm mercury. Another very valuable entity is diet that was rich in magnesium taking magnesium supplements and omega 3 and omega 6 fatty acid supplements these are all very important in your diet if you want to bring down your blood pressure substantially now what are the magnesium rich foods dark chocolate nuts legumes like kidney beans beans chickpeas peas soya beans lentils etc tofu seeds like flax chia sunflower and pumpkin seeds whole grains some fatty fish bananas and leafy vegetables. Another important entity in your diet is alcohol. Now if you control your alcohol consumption to not more than a drink per day, you can reduce your blood pressure by around 4 mm mercury. So you can see that by doing just dietary changes, you'll be able to bring down your blood pressure by around 10 to 15 mm mercury. The next thing that is probably the most important is exercise. Physical activity and exercise are the best therapies to deal with not only high blood pressure but also other chronic and non-communicable lifestyle diseases. It reduces inflammation levels, stress hormones, it is relaxing and meditative and it's free of cost. You don't even have to go to the gym to meet the daily physical activity requirements of your body. Are you aware that more than 50% of individuals do not meet the daily exercise and physical activity recommendations per day? Now if you wish to start doing exercise I would recommend that 
you start slow and gradually increase your intensity of exercise. Regarding the exercise and physical activity recommendation, I have spoken about it in my episode number 3, Exercise, How Does It Affect Your Heart? The current recommendation states that you should be able to do moderate intensity exercise for 30 minutes per day for 5 days a week or a cumulative of 150 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity per week. When I say moderate intensity, it means brisk walking at 6 km per hour, jogging at 6 to 9 km per hour, using an elliptical trainer, cycling at 10 miles per hour or 16 km per hour, swimming leisurely, water aerobics, ballroom dancing, baseball, volleyball, doubles tennis, yoga, gardening, some housework like mopping, vacuuming, etc. If you wish to do vigorous exercise 75 minutes per week or 25 minutes daily for three days in a week, that would be sufficient. When I say vigorous intensity, it would mean hiking, jogging at 9 km per hour, carrying heavy loads, cycling fast at 14 to 16 miles per hour or 22 km per hour to 25 km per hour, playing basketball, soccer, tennis singles, swimming laps, jumping rope, aerobic dancing, etc. So by doing moderate intensity to vigorous intensity exercise, you will be able to substantially reduce your blood pressure. Even dynamic exercises like weight training are also found to be not harmful. And in high blood pressure, it could reduce the stolid blood pressure to a certain degree. But it needs to be studied a bit more. Another form of exercise is called isometric exercise. For example, planks and sitting against a wall in a chair position. These exercises have been less studied in high blood pressure, although they have been found to be not harmful in hypertension. These exercises can reduce your blood pressure substantially too. Another very important thing is stress management. It can decrease the stress hormone levels and bring down the sympathetic activity in your body and in turn reduce your blood pressure substantially. Another important aspect of treatment is quitting tobacco consumption and substance abuse. Studies have shown that quitting tobacco and smoking and refusing to use substances of abuse can significantly bring down your blood pressure. So you can see here that by just combining diet, weight loss, exercise, stress management and quitting tobacco, smoking, you can bring down your blood pressure by around 20 millimeters mercury. With all of this that I just told you, I'm sure you'll be able to move forward to a healthier you and find your life changing for good. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lifeline Unplugged. You can subscribe to the show from whichever platform you're listening to this podcast. I hope I brought some value to your lives. And if I did, please share this episode with your family and friends. It would be great if you could share this episode with as many people as possible. Also subscribe to the channel Lifeline Unplugged on YouTube. Do let me know your feedback and any topics you would like me to cover in my subsequent episodes on my Facebook and Instagram page at the rate DSC Heart Foundation and on Twitter at the rate DSCH Foundation. Till then, stay healthy and stay fit. Bye.